0: Hello everyone, my name is Emma and I've got a horror story for you for this week's Bedtime Story. The name of this story is The Parade in Point Pine and the author is anonymous. I hope you enjoy it. I've lived in Arizona for the past 15 years of my life, but I had a very different life before, that I used to live in a small town in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't even tell if it's outside of the country or if it's even in the United States. It was a small forest town with dense trees in all the directions, but where exactly this particular forest is, well, your guess as good as mine. The only thing I know for certain is the name of the town. Point Pine. I lived in Point Pine for the first 10 years of my life before we moved. Once we left, my parents never spoke of it again. In fact, they acted as if it never even existed. And to them, I guess it didn't. I don't really blame them either. I caught on pretty quickly and realized, but they were trying their hardest to forget the memory of Point Pine. Whenever kids at school asked me where I was from, I simply told them that I was from a small town, that they never heard of it. I also learned that any question about Point Pine would be met with punishments. A few months after we moved to Arizona, my older sister, Felicity, had a school project about family history. She did it in Our Life in Point Pine and wrote about some of the things she remembered. My mom found her project the day before she turned it in and burned it in the backyard. When Felicity came home that afternoon, my parents took her up into the bedroom. I heard Felicity crying out every few minutes and what I assumed was out of pain. I said nothing. And from that moment on, neither one of us mentioned Point Pine again. Except for me right now. I've decided to tell you all about it. I don't know what is causing me to remember all these things. Maybe the fact that my father died a week ago. Since he died, my mom has remained silent, she hasn't said a word to anyone, she hasn't even cried. I've started recalling random things about the town, that at that time seemed like normal everyday things, that we residents were all used to. Now as I look back, I realize that they were not as normal as I thought back then. One particular thing about Point Pine had to be the Point Pine Bakery. Whenever you went in there, the owner always knew what you were about to order. I remember the kids having some sort of rumor about the owner being a magician who could read minds. Also, whenever you... Paid for your baked goods, you had to tip the owner with an old item of clothing that you have grown out of. There was a giant box by the register that everyone tossed old baby clothes and shoes into. That was one of the odd things, although you come to realize that they don't seem that weird in comparison to some of the other things about Point Pine. Every year on your birthday, you had to get some blood work done. I don't think anyone really knew what the point of this was, or if they were actually looking for something. We just all knew that our birthdays would start off with a trip to Point Point Pine Labs. And also, everyone had to be up at 8.13am. System of speakers placed around the town like an amusement park or something. Without fail, the alarm would wail around 8:13 a.m., waking everybody up. This was followed by parents running to wake up their children and get them out of the bed as quickly as possible, like the house was on fire or something. Sometimes. I expected it to be. All the Point Pine schools were placed in different areas of the town. Point Pine Middle School, which was in the west, Point Pine High School was in the dead center of the town, and Point Pine University was up on a small hill toward the south. If you hadn't noticed by now, everything in town was named Point Pine something. The Point Pine Cafe, Point Pine Mall, Point Pine Grocery, etc. Certainly, one of the weirdest things by far that took place in Point Pine was the Point Pine Monthly Parade. It happened every month without fail. It was never on the same day, and each month, a student from Point Pine was chosen to be in it. The weird thing about parade was that we weren't allowed to watch it go by. Not even from the windows and not on the television too. That was one of the most enforced rules you must never disobey under any circumstances. For the most part, we weren't even allowed outside when the parade passed, though we always knew when the parade was about to start, because it always happened the same way. You would hear a chorus of voices like a church choir singing a melody. It wasn't a familiar one that I knew, I was only familiar with it in the sense that I heard it once a month. It sounded like it could be from a nursery rhyme or something similar. The voices seemed to come from everywhere and nowhere at all. It was coming from the sky, the ground, the trees, the buildings, like everything in Point Pine was singing. Once you heard the first notes, you had 5 minutes to get inside a house or a building that had locks in it. This might come as a surprise, but in Point Pine, not many buildings contain locks. So, if you happen to be out and about in the streets when the singing started, you have three options and places to go. One, the school staff break room. In Point Pine Bar or the fridge in Point Pine Pizza Shop. One year in month of August, my friend Lee had decided that we were going to break the rules and not go inside when the parade passed. Now that I think about it, I'm surprised that kids didn't do this more often considering that, well, when you tell kids that they must absolutely never do something, they often do the exact thing. Since we didn't know when the parade was coming or where it started, Or the exact path it took, we decided the smartest thing would be to wait in the forest near the Point Pine library until the prey would eventually come down to the street. So we basically decided to spend about half of the month hanging around near or around the library. Around the third week of the month, While we were sitting in steps of the library, talking about some things that weren't important, we heard the music start. Lee and I looked at each other, and then took off running into the trees. While everyone else raced to the nearest school, once he stood up, he kept his head down. Lee, what's wrong? I asked. I could hear him sniffling. Lee! Lee, look at me! I shook his shoulders. Lee, come on, look at me. He finally responded as he lifted his head. It took my eyes. I will never forget the dark bleeding holes in Lee's face and the cuts around his skin few adults hurried and got our parents who came and got us right away. The day after that, my family moved out of Point Pine. I never knew what became of Lee after that day. Minutes after we left, my parents acted like Point Pine never existed. He was never even discussed, and I never had the nerve to ask about Lee again. As far as I know, Lee was the only person who ever saw the parade and he was never able to see anything else again. I don't know if Point Pine still exists. I'd like to go and check it out. But even if I knew where it was or how to get there, I don't think I'll ever go back. I have a feeling that I wouldn't exactly get a warm welcome. Although, I can't shake the thought that my parents were somehow still connected to the town, even after all those years. Hi, it's Mehrad. I hope you enjoyed the Bedtime Story. I need to apologize for two weeks and two days delay of publishing the episodes. We were dealing with some technical problems, but from now on, I hope everything will be organized again as before. Thank you for listening, and so many thanks for your support. Next week's episode will be The Voice of Asia.